Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I mean, even with like 25% capacity, with mass and letting our choir sing to us as opposed to us all singing together, even with all of that, it is so good to see y'all here. And even cooler that we can still be gathered with our friends online um, doing that all together. So I, it is almost overwhelming watching the kind of muddle in the narthex before that we've missed um, for some time. It's probably appropriate that it is on this day. Do y'all know what today is? The Feast of Pentecost. We've got people been around the church long enough. I mean, it's why we're wearing red. It is the um, birthday of the church, as they so say. So when you leave today, we've got plenty of little mini cupcakes for you because you can't have a birthday without mini cupcakes. Um, and it's the day that we celebrate the Spirit kind of empowering God's people to go out there and share this thing that we've been wrapped up in for 2,000 years. I got to give you all a little bit of um, the, the history of the lectionary and, and why it's messed with me this morning. Um, most of y'all probably figured out, like every Sunday you come to church or tune in online and you hear an Old Testament lesson, a New Testament lesson in the gospel. Except in the Episcopal Church, in the season of Easter, the, the Old Testament is replaced with the story of Acts. So we've been hearing from Acts, and usually that happens all the way up until this Sunday. And in the nine years of ordained ministry that, that where I've been paying attention to this, we have always practiced that in the churches where I have been. Until this year, for some reason, we made a choice, and I don't know why, but the lectionary said you could use this Ezekiel reading if you want to, in lieu of Acts, and then hear Acts next. And the Ezekiel reading is usually done on the Easter vigil because it's the story of the dry bones being animated and coming to life, and it, and it kind of foreshadows that understanding of, of resurrection. And, and so it's a powerful Easter story. And today we are getting it not in Easter, but it's setting the stage for how the church grows and how we live into our ministry. I just had to, to let you know that this is new. This idea is new for me. So um, many of you all probably recall um, our former seminarian intern that was here about a year ago, Kay Williams. Kay is now a deacon. And Kay is a school teacher who spends... Um, all of her free time, a lot of her free time, loving on the people in Woodlawn. And she has helped kind of breathe life into that community kitchens program there, the warming station where um, people spend the night in the winter. Um, and then, you know, several years ago, she realized that a lot of the kids in the neighborhood, you know, weren't being fed in the summer. Um, they're kind of without any kind of direction or vision. And she started this program called Grace Works. And so Woodlawn, I've got to give you all some images. Um, a vibrant community um, 40, 50 years ago, and 
it's one that one of those neighborhoods where the 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 the, the challenges are more visible than they are in the midst of in, in our community. Um, it's a place where somebody gave her a church and thought they were the one winning the deal because they didn't have to keep up with this property. So somebody gives Kay, if you can imagine this, a church that has been sitting there probably without being occupied for 20 years. Somebody else gives her a house across the street and the only value they can get from it is to tear it down, find a little bit of the scrap lumber, and they turn the, the yard into a food forest. But it's a neighborhood where you can't get anything for a house. And so somebody gives Kay this church, and, and she begins kind of dreaming about how to make it something more for the community. So at St. Stephen's, we've been kind of helping her dream a little bit, or maybe more inspired by her dream, and, and we decided we wanted to help build the laundry room in that church. And so yesterday, yesterday was the kickoff where we did some of the labor around that, that building, and, and we're going to be there on the, the last Saturday of the month for the next four months. But I want you all to picture, if you can get a picture of what that church looks like in your minds. And you're on a, on a street where there's lots of weeds coming up on the, on the sidewalk, and the church is all brick. It's pretty secure because they're keeping some tools and, and so on in there. And so we show up around 8 a.m., and there's probably 25 people that come throughout the day. And Kay kind of is looking at everybody like, hey, I want to I invite you all into my dream. And so we walk into the building. And the floors are gone. The walls are gone. Each room is filled with scrap lumber and what looks like things that might be salvageable. I'm kind of wondering why they're there. Um, there's holes in the wall where like, the, the wall connects with the roof. There's dust in, in all sorts of the area. And I think... I hadn't been in there in two years. Um, my guess is everybody else is going, how in God's name is this place going to be used for the glory of God? Like, it's going to be impossible to fix this. So Kay, sitting around, she's like, y'all won't believe this. You see this room right here? We all look at it. It's filled with junk. Y'all won't believe this. This is where kids and some of the homeless people in our community, next summer they're going to be learning how to use power tools. They're going to learn how to use power tools so they can get jobs and we can help train people for construction and get them certified. And a few people kind of perk up and they're like, that's pretty cool. And then Kay's like, okay, and you see this room next to it? We've got the kind of framing up. This is the St. Stephen's Laundry Love room. This is where there's going to be four washing machines and dryers and people are going to be able to come and wash clothes and people kind of perk up. Still, I think there's still some kind of raised eyebrows going, we're not so sure about all this. But she keeps leading us through the building. And over here, you know, we might be able to do some of this stuff or community kitchens or keep food over here. This is a wonderful room. And this room right here is going to be where kids are gathered in the summer. And then we open up and there is this, 
this nave that is probably from the front pew to our back windows. It's like, and this is going to be the church where anybody can have a church. So they've got a bunch of neighborhood, like house churches, and they're all, any group can, can worship there. And all of a sudden, the kind of dust is fading. Now, here's the thing that's weird. By the time Kay finishes telling the story, I kid you not, I can see all of that stuff taking place in there. Her energy, her hopefulness, her vision, her invitation into that vision, you not only begin to believe that it's going to happen in the near future, you begin to see it. I mean, that's, that's hope. That's the story of Ezekiel. She is breathing flesh and bone into that place. And everybody that's gathered there has gone from skeptic to believer, or at least, least less skeptical. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of love, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. She's breathing life into that place. She's breathing life into that place. Because that's the thing. That's the thing about hope. Do you know where you find hope if you're looking for it? You can find it by sharing it. Like that's the radical thing that we're learning is that hope begets hope. Love begets love. I mean, these, this is the story of how the church spreads on Pentecost. It's not that God does something and sets it in motion. It's that these people that are gathered are inspired and they believe that God is doing something radical. And they want to be a part of it. And in believing, they go out and help others find hope in that same way. Our world is hungry for hope. We are hungry for stories of good news, of redemption, of love, of resurrection. And the very fact that you are here or gathered online listening and being a part of this community in prayer means that we get to share that good news and that hope and build up God's kingdom. We get to help imagine flesh and bone and breath until it becomes real. 
So let us go forth this day being bearers of hope because we know that it's the way that God uses that hope to build up God's kingdom. And may we see that things that are being cast down are being raised up and that all things are being made new in Christ Jesus. Amen.